We drink. We drink of thee. We drink of thee, Father. We drink of thee, Father. We draw out from the wells of salvation with joy. And we know that we will never be the same again. That we all with an unveiled face as we behold us in the mirror, the glory of God are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even us by your spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I shall what declares in Psalm 34. And they looked unto you, and they were radiant, and their faces were not put to shame. We look unto you by looking unto your word today. And we know that victory is ours. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. We want to welcome uh, Pastor Kwame. Thank you so much for coming. We also want to welcome uh, Reverend Andrews also. Thank you so much for coming. God bless you. Hallelujah. And then also um, an LGCC Havinian who has been in China for some years and by the grace of God is in Ghana now. So Minister Seth Atelis, I appreciate it. That's the twin brother of Minister Sam. I know many of you don't know that Minister Sam is a twin. So his twin brother is here today. And anyway, both of them are married. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to continue uh, with what I started teaching you last week on spiritual capacity. Spiritual capacity. I really, really hope and trust that we are all partaking in the fast, except we have um, a very underlying medical condition. I hope we are all partaking of it because these are part of the ways of building capacity. Hallelujah. We began to speak about spiritual capacity. Last week, we looked at Galatians chapter 4. The Bible says, an heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave. And we said that no matter how a child is entitled to his father's property, until he's grown and matured, his father cannot hand over these items to him, no matter how much he loves him. And we said the reason being that he does not have capacity enough. So for example, no matter how much a child cries, for his dad to give him his car keys to drive. He won't have it if the father really wants to save the life of his son. Praise God. And we explain that God cannot give you what you cannot carry. He can't give you what you don't have capacity for. And he can't give you what you haven't prepared for. And the reason is because he loves you so much. Uh, to send you to your early grave. Also, by experience, he knows what has happened to people who received things they didn't have capacity for. 
and then also he knows that capacity building is a process this is a very important thing you need to put down in the book of Luke chapter 2 the verse 40 you realize that even Jesus did not bypass the process of building capacity the Bible says and the child grew now this is God but when God found himself as Hallelujah. This is God, but when God found himself as a man, he did not bypass process. He says, and the child what? What? Grew and did what? Waxed strong in spirit. That's capacity. And filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Now, this verse will really help us to understand the process of our uh, walk with God. The Bible tells us the child grew. So, in a spiritual um, language, every child of God needs to what? Grow. And when you grow, what happens is that your spirit works what? Strong. Look at the process. Look at the process very, very well. The child grew and the effect was that his spirit what? Waxed strong and was filled with what? Wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. That's the influence of God. So now, the more you grow as a child of God, the more you work strong in spirit. And the more you work strong in spirit, the more filled you are with insight into God's realities. And the more insight you have into God's realities, the more you experience the grace of God upon you. Are you seeing that? So are you realizing that the grace of God is not necessarily a prayer topic? The favor of God is not really a prayer topic. It's an effect or a product of growth. Are you following this? Very important. So, we explain that spiritual capacity is the enlargement of a man's heart in his dealings with God. We also said that spiritual capacity is spiritual strength. We also said that spiritual capacity is spiritual growth and maturity. And we also said that spiritual um, capacity is a believer's consistency in maintaining spiritual disciplines. Hallelujah. Now, last week we began to look at the proof of capacity in a man's life. What is the evidence that a man has spiritual stature with God or a man has spiritual capacity? Now, don't confuse the number of years you've been in church as a measurement of your spiritual stature. Because you may deceive yourself. You may have gone to church for the past 10 years and still a babe. Are we following this? It is in your obedience and your practice of spiritual principles that brings up capacity. Are you following this? So we said that there are evidences or proofs that a man has spiritual stature or capacity. And we said that the first evidence that a man has capacity is his faith level. Now, note this. Don't be confused. Spiritual capacity is not measured in a man's knowledge of God. 
Because there are people who have knowledge but have no stature. In as much as knowledge can lead to stature. Are we following this? Number two, we need to understand that a man's stature or capacity is not measured by his gifting. So it is possible someone can mention your name and not have stature. Are we following this? So we said that the first proof or evidence of spiritual capacity is a man's faith level. And we said your faith level is determined by how much you take God at his word. How much you take God at his word. Now I love the book of Romans chapter 4, the verse 19 to 21. This was an account that was given concerning our father Abraham, who is the father of faith. Now note that the Bible says, and being weak and being not weak in faith. That means there are believers who are weak in faith. There are believers whose faith is weak. He considered not his own body, now what? Dead. Now, God gave him a word that he was going to conceive. Now, now he was at the age of 75. And the Bible says when he received that word, he trusted God's word that being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, can you imagine? He was still waiting. Neither yet the deadness of what? Sarah's womb. Now look at the next verse. He says he what? Staggered not at the word promise of God. So remember we said the, the first evidence of a man's spiritual capacity is in his faith level. So if you stagger at the word or promise of God, it's a sign that your faith level is not strong. So he says he staggered not at the promise of God through what? Unbelief. But was strong in faith. Did what? Giving glory to God. See, one of the evidences that you believe God is that you give him glory in the midst of trials. Abraham did not have Isaac, but he gave glory to God as an evidence of his faith in God. Which means that faith has certain evidences. And one of the evidences that a man has faith is in what he confesses. And I'm going to show you something soon now. Look at the verse 21 before we go there. He says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to what? Able to perform. Oh my goodness. So for example, you're trusting God for a child, the child is not coming, and you found a scripture that children are a heritage from the Lord. Now you have to meditate on that verse until it takes over your life, until your absolute dependence is upon that word and not the doctor's word. The Bible says, who has believed a report? That means there are two reports, God's report and man's report. And you need to understand that faith is a spirit. And there is something the spirit of faith does. 
In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the verse 13, now watch how the spirit of faith operates. So that in case you are not operating that way, know that you are not feeding and growing your faith. You can choose how you want to live your Christian life. Look, he says, having the what? Same spirit of faith. So faith is a spirit. According as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken, and also we also believe, and therefore we speak. Now, hear me. The spirit of faith speaks. This is a very important thing. Listen, it is one thing to believe in your heart, it's another to confess. The difference between believing and faith is that believing is passive. Faith is active. That is when the Bible says, if thou shalt believe that God raised him from the dead and confess that is the spirit of faith, that he's Lord, thou shalt be saved. So, this is why a woman can say, ah, I can see my two children when she has no womb. Do you know David prophesied Goliath's head before it came down? Go and check your Bible. He saw this giant Saul was running from. And he says, this day I will cut off your head and give your body or your carcass to the best of the air. Meanwhile, he was telling him he will cut off his head when he had no sword. Now, do you use stones to cut off people's head? Yet he says, I'll take off your head. So by the spirit of faith, he put heaven under pressure. To perform. So, you know, some of you are believing things about God, but you have not said it. It will never happen. You have to keep speaking that marriage. You have to keep speaking that job. You see, so many people are there and say, I'm trusting God for a job. Bro, I'm teaching you a principle. So, many of you have things you believe, but the thing remains in your heart. Until it remains in your heart, it will remain in your heart. The spirit of faith speaks now. This is a serious matter. God told Israel, I'm taking you to the promised land. He didn't tell them to send spies. They sent spies. They went there and saw giants there. And they came back with an evil report. Nine of them. In fact, ten of them. They said, we are grasshoppers. And they are giants. What do you do to grasshoppers? You step up on them. Joshua and Caleb got angry by the spirit of faith. And said, we are well able. And they said, these giants shall be bread for us. What do you do to bread? You eat. So, in the spirit realm, it's either you are being trampled upon or you are feeding. And it's the spirit of faith that determines that. One group of people said, we are grasshoppers. The other said, they are bread. Big difference. How you see your challenge is how it will operate in your life. Prophet Nanapokusa called here, Traveled to a bush. When he went to the bush, they said they started Potter City with 10,000 Ghana cities. 
And he was seeing a city in his spirit and he kept telling them that this is where this building is going to be. This is where we're going to build this building. This is where the car park is going to be. When there was no money. Let me tell you, you can build a house without cash. You see, logic doesn't, it doesn't make sense. If you are a logical person, and what I'm saying is, man of God, we need to plan. <laughs> Listen, before you plan, say, even God himself, eh? <laughs> you don't know this thing. God had to speak creation into being. God said, let there be light, and there was light. So if God kept quiet, there will be no light. Can I tell you something? Until you speak what you believe, don't expect it. I am marrying a good husband in the name of Jesus. Oh, you don't know this thing. You start writing it on your, on your book. In your book, you start writing it down. Meanwhile, you're not even dating. <laughs> oh, okay. My this is how you're saying I am a blessed CEO and already you have created the company name already and you are speaking it to your friends oh 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 you tell them that uh, Moses Company Limited meanwhile you, you have not even registered it you see it's, it's called the spirit of faith that's why when people are complaining of fear I can't talk about it because you're speaking about the fear does not change it When the fall went up, are you not surviving? You are still in it. I can afford everything. <laughs> you see, when you are preaching by the spirit of faith, then you look proud. I'm telling you. The spirit of faith speaks. That's how the spirit of faith speaks. That thing that's locked up in your heart, that very thing. I'm giving you 10 seconds. Speak it forth by faith. I don't struggle to earn a living. I don't struggle for a job. Every company accepts me. No visa is too hard for me. No nation can reject me or visa. Doors are open for me. Sickness cannot live in this body. Strength is mine. I cannot have cancer. I will not die young. I am on top. I'm rising. The favor of God is upon me. No human being on earth can reject me. Favor is always on my side. I am the hand and not the tail. In the name of Jesus. Now, this is how the spirit of faith operates. They came to Jesus Christ and told your, your, friend, your friend and brother, Lazarus is sick. You know what he said? This sickness is not unto death. Meanwhile, he died. And when he died, after four days, he says, Arise, let's go. Our brother Lazarus sleepeth. And Peter kindly said, ah, If he's sleeping, he'll wake up by himself. Leave him. Why do we need to go then and wake him up? He said, If our kindly Lazarus is there, I'm going to raise him. And hear me. When he heard that he was sick, he said, this sickness is what? Not unto death. 
Secondly, he said, Abraham Lazarus, what? Sleepest. And we go to wake him up. Now, when he got to the grave, he did not have to charm anything. You know what he said? He said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Ah! What did he say to the father? This sickness is not unto death, and Lazarus is asleep. So he was thanking God in advance for what God heard that he said before he called him forth. The spirit of faith. Listen, you can pay that school fees before the semester begins. That crying, that crying. Which, I mean, I don't know anybody here who cried for school fees to appear. Did you cry for school fees to appear? The spirit of faith, what? Speaks. That is why every revelation that catches your spirit, you must start talking it. I will own a car young. I will own a land young. I'm teaching good here. So your faith level. Tell somebody faith level. Number two. Second evidence. Of spiritual capacity is your prayer stamina. Your prayer stamina. Now, what's your prayer stamina? Is how long you are able to stay in the presence of God. How long you are able to stay in the presence of God. So, if you're a child of God, who cannot pray more than an hour, you still have some assignment to do. Are you following me? Five minutes prayer cannot secure your destiny. It can't secure your future. I'm telling you. Now, do you know that if you, you run low on fuel and your car stops, it doesn't mean there's no fuel at all. Are you aware? There's two fuel inside. But the problem is that the fuel is not enough to move it. So there are some of you, eh, the kind of prayer life that you are maintaining, eh, you are so low that that fuel in your prayer life can't move your life. It can't move your ministry. These are serious matters I'm telling you. You want to overcome temptation like last and you pray five minutes. <laughs> you don't know this. Are you aware when you turn an, an iron? The more you regulate it high, the more hot it becomes. You have to regulate and increase the temperature of your prayer now. You know, in as much as I want to encourage you, 10 minutes prayer is not enough for you. I'm telling you the truth. Your minimum is one hour. And you have to build your prayer stamina to get into that place. Now, listen, I want to encourage you here to tell you that it doesn't matter. Start from 15 minutes, bro. You don't know how, you know, right now the way the spirit realm is eh, we have to push you by force. Because it's too risky for you to be a child of God and you don't, you, you don't have a prayer life. I pity you. 
Now listen to me. Do you know that if you desire to go to space, the desire to go to space is not enough? You need to design a vehicle that can take you to space. I hope you are aware. If you want to stay on earth, you, if you want to travel on earth, you use cars. If you want to travel in the air, you use plane. If you want to travel to space, you use spaceship. If you want to travel in the spirit, you use prayer. <laughs> so hear me carefully. Prayer is the wheels through which we access the realm of the spirit. Prayer is the vehicle through which we access the realm of the spirit. Which means that if you are a child of God and you don't have a consistent protracted prayer life, what is happening is that you are denying yourself access to enjoying heavenly treasures. That's why prayer is hard, I'll tell you. Now, do you remember when a plane is about to move, there's a lot of resistance. Why? Because the law of gravity pulls it down and it has to force itself into the air, right? When a spaceship is moving, there's a lot of resistance according to the law of gravity. So there is a pulling down anointing upon the spaceship. And the spaceship will need a force to move in. Likewise, if you are going through the spiritual spaceship, there is an element that pulls you down called the flesh. So you, you want to pray and all of a sudden you are feeling the atmosphere is dry. You have to continue because there's a resistance. Before you go high, you must learn to overcome the resistance that is in the flesh. Nobody will enjoy prayer until he has learned to overcome the struggles in prayer. So if you want to be somebody that wants to keep a consistent prayer life, I can tell you on authority that the first 21 days will be a struggle. But if you are able to consistently pull in in the midst of all these challenges, you will so high. There are times when you start, you close your eyes and pray 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 and pray. When you open your eyes, it's 10 minutes. Oh, you don't know this. There are some holy angels who have not experienced that before. That, that I thank God for your life. It's so, so it's a sign. Right now, if I pray one hour, I, my spirit knows. If I pray two hours, my spirit knows. If I pray four hours, my spirit knows. At least it's either close or it has passed it. But I can tell by spiritual experience. So remember, he says, he that what? Dwelleth, not he that visited. So some of you, your prayer closet is by semester. You know how to go on vacation and resume school. I pity you, man. <laughs> Listen, prayer is a daily walk with God. So it must be kept daily. Very important thing you need to put down. Prayer is a daily walk with God and must be kept daily. In Genesis 5, the verse 22 and 24, he says an Enoch walked with God. You can't tell me he was walking as in walking. To walk with God begins with communication. That's a walk. 
He walked with God until he was not. For God had taken him. It's a spiritual principle. Anyone that walks with God, God will take him. God will take him. He may not take you out of this earth, but he may appoint you for his work. So he says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide what? Under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll give you a beautiful example of the benefits of prayer. Do you realize that the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that the shadow of Peter was cast upon the sick and they were healed? That shadow was not Peter's shadow. Peter abided in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty. It was the shadow of the Almighty that brought the healing. Some of you get this thing later on, later on, later on. I'm teaching good here. So listen to me. Your spiritual capacity is determined by your prayer stamina. Listen. Learning to pray is a discipline. It's not a gift of the spirit. Nobody was born to pray. Are you aware that there there are some lifestyles that you were not born with? You learned it. For example, brushing. Were you born to brush? But you learned as a practice to brush your teeth, right? To eat cocoa and bufflut. Were you born with cocoa and bufflut in your mouth? So you learned to eat breakfast in the morning. It was a practice. So it's now stuck on you. Right? Likewise, nobody was born with prayer. So we discipline ourselves through practice to maintain a prayer life. Let me tell you, it is very hard. There are days you will not feel like. Are you aware there are days you don't feel like brushing your teeth? But you know what happens when you don't brush, right? So no matter how you don't feel like brushing your teeth, if you know what it can do to your future, (laughs) the power of agapoha, You rise up and brush. You get in this thing. So that means there are days you will not feel like praying. But if you know the consequences of not praying, you will pray. I will pray, I pray. I will pray, oh, I will pray. If I don't pray, Satan will make mess of me. Sit down, make mess of you. I'm telling you. Listen, prayerlessness is one of the keys to become easily depressed. Hear me. A prayerless day is a bad day. It doesn't matter what happened to you. Because we need to understand that God is the habitat of man. And by that we mean that like a fish cannot survive without water. Man cannot survive without God through prayer. 
When you disconnect a branch from a tree, it may still look green, but it's just a matter of time. You realize that that green branch has become what? Brown. And becomes useless to the extent that it is gathered for burning. Many of you are on your way to become useless to God. But it seems you are still looking green. It's been five days. It's been 10 days you've not prayed. It's been 14 days you've not prayed. It's been 21 days you've not prayed. And you think all is well. Because nothing bad has happened. Nothing bad needs to happen before you realize you are losing it. Your disconnection from God is the first spiritual attack you experience before other attacks follow. So if you ever thought that spiritual attack was a demon appearing to you to press your neck, you should know that that spiritual attack you experienced was the effect of the attack. I'm teaching good here. Your prayer stamina. Number three is your endurance. So you know there's a teaching that is going on that gives many Christians a lot of motivation that all will be well with you because you're a child of God. In fact, that's what has raised a lot of weak Christians. Because today, every Christian has a certain false hope that when you are serving Jesus Christ, there will be no storm. There will be no hunger. There will be no season of dryness. There will be no sufferings. You'll be speaking in tongues, but you cannot afford three square meals. You'll be fasting, but you are struggling to pay school fees. You'll be having a difficult time with your boss. So, a lot of times when some of these things happen to us, we think it's strange. But when you read the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, let me see if I can get it for you. 1 Peter chapter 4, it was not part of my preparation, but let me get that for you. 1 Peter chapter 4. Um, verse 12, now watch that. 1 Peter 4, 12. He says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the word fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. There are some of you Christians behaving as though you are dying. Look at the same 1 Peter chapter 1. The verse 7. Now look at the verse 6 first. So that when you are having trials, you don't say that God has left you. He says, when ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in a heaviness through what? Manifold temptation. The word temptation means trials, affliction. Next verse. He says that the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. When you read the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, the verse 3, look at that. He says, therefore, endure what? Hardness as a good soldier. Not as a good baby. So hear me. There is a time in your life you will come to a place where you have to endure. One of our, mem- one of our Havinians who is a military man now, he's still at the, at the camp. He said they deliberately starved them so that they will learn 
to live without food so that in case they appear in a place where there's no food, they can survive. So if you're a child of God and you don't learn to endure hardness, when hardness hits you somewhere on a real issue, you will compromise. You will sleep with that man for the money. There are some of you who can't live three days without money. I have lived for a whole week, seven days without money. It was a season. I never complained. And some of you behave as if you become so moody. Nobody can talk to you. <laughs> you want everybody to realize that you are in affliction. You can't grow. I'm telling you. Now, look at this verse. <laughs> this one there to shock you, pa. 1 Timothy 4.10. You think you start Christianity with Bugatti. Let's go. <laughs> look. <laughs> he said, for therefore, we both labor and what? Suffer reproach. Because what? We trust the living God. You know, some of you think when you trust God, everything is well. He said, because you trust God, you will suffer reproach. So, suffering reproach is part of trusting God. And this one, it will blow you. This one is, a, is another one. When I read it, I was laughing. Philippians 1.29. Check it. Look, we are going to read together. One, two, go. You don't like it. I know. I can see it on your face. You don't like it. You go through. He says it is giving. That means suffering is a gift. <laughs> oh, you didn't get this thing. Huh? <laughs> it is giving in behalf of Christ. That means suffering. <laughs> not only to believe on him so you are saying I'm a believer I have believed Jesus he says but also to suffer for his sake you see so some young ladies have bypassed the process when they are broke they think that the best way of getting money is to call a man and give your body to him now what you have done is that you have violated a spiritual law you may enjoy in time but you pay for it in the future and that's what many don't know God must take you through the baking process and part of it is endurance Joseph had to endure in, in a pit in Potiphar's house and in prison before he became a prime minister at that time he learned not to be bitter. Because if he was not matured, he would have finished all his brothers. But when God begged him well, he said, you meant it for evil, but the Lord meant it for good. Which means that every affliction that comes to you, God's intention is that it will work for your good. That some of you, until you went through that brokey season, now when you see someone who is hungry, You'll be, you'll be swift to help him. Endurance. So listen, 
spiritual stature is not a quake, a potocotoy, a pueke, a twefekiti, a quampapa, a ketetekapu. You don't you don't get this thing. So there are many fake believers around. God has left me. He said, You yourself, your conscience, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But also, God has left you. You said, God has left you. Meanwhile, your spirit, you know that He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know the Holy Ghost lives in you. You said, God has left you. That's a Jonah spirit. I'm telling you. Tell someone, go through that season. And endure hardness. Listen, eating Gary is not a crime. <laughs> hey, my wife and I have eaten rice and pepper for two weeks because there's no food in the house. We sacrifice everything to build this place. This place was uncompleted. Sacrifice it to do it. so. We ate rice and pepper because that was the only thing there for two weeks. Nobody complained. We put it on ourselves. When we come and we address, will you see uh, will you see rice and pepper? <laughs> I'm teaching good here. Oh. <laughs> so endurance. Tell somebody endurance. When you are fasting, learn to endure. Some of you felt hunger, you broke at 10 a.m. We didn't go as <laughs> You don't have endurance. So you have decided to fast from 6 to 6. At 3 o'clock, you saw meat pie that was hot. What is what has hot pie got to do with your destiny? <laughs> I, mean, I, I just don't get it though. You see, you don't know that this is a part of the endurance process. You don't know. <laughs> Today is day 12 on water and coconut water for me. If I tell you the temptation that has come to me, <laughs> only heaven knows. When you are driving through Boche down here, you see all kinds of salads. And a voice said, pack and eat. <laughs> Clean your mouth and come and preach. Hear me? That hunger, I didn't hear you say, about two o'clock, and I also said, hey, hey. <laughs> Bro, it's canality, you. I'm t- <laughs> I'm telling you. It's canality. I'm telling you. It's like, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. <laughs> Six to two. You are committing your spirit. <laughs> Six to two. <laughs> Tell someone, endure hardness. Because listen, Anytime you begin a journey with God, Satan will attack you. He doesn't like it. 
because he knows you're about to make an indelible progress that will affect your life, your future, your children, and your eternity. He knows. So you can stay from 6 to 2 when you're not fasting and you'll just be okay. You are fine. Once you say you're doing 6 to 2 or 6 to 6, in the morning, every food in this world is attractive to you. That's his cross. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell somebody endurance. Hmm. Listen. Jesus went through Gethsemane. In that Gethsemane, his disciples left him. When he needed them, they were asleep. Even the father he was depending upon, he said, Father, if it is possible, let this car pass me. Father said, One of us are capital. Nevertheless, he was left alone. There'll be a season where you'll be left alone to survive. There'll be a season where you feel God has left you. There'll be a season where you think all your friends have left you. Hear me. Be very careful when you get offended. It's part of the cooking process. You say, the time I needed help, I have helped all these people. The time I needed help, nobody helped me. I've been there for my friends. They have not been there for me. God is training you to stay alone with him because to be alone with God is majority. He's teaching you a process. Because your dependence is so much on people. And God says, I don't like that thing. You, you look for affection from others. You look for encouragement from others. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. You don't know this. It's a season of your life. If you don't take care, you will become bitter instead of getting better. Everybody will go through Gethsemane. Tell somebody, everybody will go through Gethsemane. The word Gethsemane actually means oil press. That's where they press the olive to bring out the oil. So there will be a time where God will press you to bring anointing out of your life. Listen, walking with God is expensive. I am telling you the truth. Walking with God is not cheap. All the things you are hearing now, God will test it. He will test your resolve. He will test your stability. If there is nothing to test you as a child of God, you are almost useless. Number four is discernment. So are you realizing that the things we use to test a man's stamina is not what most of us have taught? If a man doesn't have these things I'm mentioning, watch that person very well. Discernment. Now, we said the word discernment means to distinguish. So if someone is discerning, that means his ability and his sensitivity in distinguishing spirits in operation. You should be able to know if a prophecy is not true. Something. You should be able to get to a place where you know when you enter a church and God is not there. Before the person lays hands on you, hear me. You know, I was speaking to you some time ago about places you have to be very careful. We said one of them was what? Hospital. Another one was what? 
Market. Another one was what? Funeral grounds. Another one was what? Saloon. One of them is church. I'm telling you. Spiritual stamina, stamina is evidenced by your discernment. When we say discernment, you are speaking about discernment of spirits. Number two, we say discernment, you're speaking of discernment of voices. Listen, if you are a believer, a thousand voices will speak to you. It is up to you to be able to distinguish this voice is from God. That's why I say Christianity is not cheap. You have to train yourself. You keep developing until you're able to distinguish. When a child is born, the child hears different voices. The voice of visitors. The voice of uncles, which is almost identical to their father's voice. But a child with time must be able to discern his mother's voice from his mother's sister's voice. Though they may, they may be what? Identical. Please, are you getting this thing? Likewise, a child of God must develop his growth to the point where he can be able to distinguish the voice of God from other voices, including the voice of your flesh. There are sometimes you are fasting from 6 to 6, eh, and then at 2 o'clock, you convince yourself that God is saying you should break. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It, 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 a voice will tell you that fasting is over. I, I am pleased with you. <laughs> Your flesh will talk. Oh. There are times you want to pray, you get up, and then the, the, a voice is telling you, son. <laughs> you have prayed enough. Remember, you prayed on Monday for two hours, you prayed Tuesday, three hours. Bro, you are doing well. <laughs> right on, bro. That'll be your undoing. And also discernment in the times and seasons of God. Hey, this one. Do you know that there are rainy seasons and there are sunny seasons? Do you know that there's Hamatan season? In, in, in abroad, they have winter, they have spring, they have summer and what? Autumn. Now, do you know that when spring is over, spring will come in the next season? Right? Likewise, in the spirit, there are seasons. When you miss one season, you have to wait for the next season. So, if a season in God's calendar comes to you and in that season, fasting is predominant and you don't take advantage of it, a time is going to come, you want to spark fasting, you can't spark. You know why? The climate that gives grace for fasting is over. There's a time God is going to demand money from you. You get money, poor, he says, so it. You get money, poor, he says, so it. And you'll be thinking how God is worrying you. A time is going to come, God will not tell you to sue again. There's a season. If you miss that season, listen, sometimes within your spirit, man, eh, you feel that there is something drawing you into something. You may be a worker, but yet something, like something is swallowing you up in your work with God that go on a 17-day fast. You're going to do it six to six, no matter how difficult your work is. God is telling you a climate has opened in the spirit. If you miss this opportunity, it may take you 10 years before that season will come again. 
Listen, don't waste seasons. Design the times. You think that we've always been doing 100 days and 40 days and 30 days and we're fasting like that? No. If you don't take advantage of the season where the church is fasting by heart, because we are taking off, there's a lot of resistance when a young church is growing. So they must take off a lot of fastings and prayer to be able to soar. So when we are on pilot mode, in as much as it will be there, it will not be as rigorous as it is now. The kind of ministry Winners Chapel is doing now, it's not as it was before. I'm told they fasted two years and met every single day when Winners Chapel started. But they can't do that now. Please, are we getting this thing? So listen, in the days of your youth, if it's a season to fast, fast now. If there's a time to pray long, when you have the chance, pray long. A time will come, you will have a job that will permit you to pray only one hour. And even that one with dozing and dizziness and sleep. Actually, what I preach today is the same I preached last week. But just that it's fresh again, right? Because my time is up. Let me give you number five and then let's, let's pray. Number five is obedience. Obedience. Listen, I don't care how many years you have been a Christian. Spiritual stamina is determined by a man's level of obedience. It's not his ability to speak in tongues. Because there are so many disobedient tongue-talking believers. And for your information, if your tongues is not spoken in the spirit and it's spoken in the flesh, it will strike no chord in heaven. For example, you have mistakenly quarreled with someone and the Holy Ghost told you, cut everything short and go and talk to the person. And he said, no, I won't. And you came for a prayer meeting. And you were doing kayo, e kayo, e kayo, ibodobo, ibodobo, bro. Ibodobo, don't kopa abodo video. Until you have obeyed that voice, you remain where you are in the spirit. Hear this. The only way you can be qualified to be promoted in the next season of your spiritual work with God is after your next obedience. Ah. When I say obedience, I mean two major things. Obedience here is to the word of God and to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Obedience is first to the word of God and number two to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I told you of lady that was going to bring me her first salary last Sunday, right? Right? You remember? Now, 
she brought the money and it was very good. Very good. And the notes were fresh. So I said, my goodness, I promised the child I to put some money there. So I chose how much I'm going to put there. And that evening I had a program and I went. A man of God who is a friend, he has built like a thousand capacity church auditorium. It's still not completed. So I went to preach for him. Whilst I was preaching, the Lord said, go and drop that seed on the altar. And I said in my mind, okay, this one is, is for their building. So let's assume LGC is the one sewing it. So when I go and drop it, I'll come and collect it from Pastor Scapa. That's what I said. That's what I said in my mind. So I quickly, when I convinced myself with that voice, I quickly went to take it and I said, we are sowing this seed as a church. <laughs> the man of God was amazed. He was not expecting that. And I dropped it. On my way going, then the Lord said, did I say it's for the church or it's from you? <laughs> I was quiet. And I said, Lord, but you know we just gave our first food. I was telling him that he should have wisdom to know that. <laughs> we have given our first food, so there's no money. And I kept quiet. I said, what for a fawadie? Why not buy a fawadie? And he won. Now, if I delayed in that obedience, that obedience would have been disobedient. We need to understand that every delayed obedience is disobedience. Hmm. Are we following this? Are we learning something at all? Every delayed obedience is what? Disobedience. Hmm. The thing is, it's entering some places. Oh. God will drill you through obedience. Because that's what separates the boys from the men. There's an obedience you obey God, eh? you feel feverish. You didn't understand me. You get there soon. Don't worry. I will be there. After obeying, one said, Oh, you're one week. <laughs> and all these things are God's preparation. Now, you won't believe that after I was. I had obeyed God, told her, okay, so that money was yours, it came for me, that's all. This week he told me that that seed, I made you sow it to prepare for your future own house. Now, that's, you, don't, you don't understand, that seed was a good seed. Just that for security reasons, I won't mention it. Minister Koku was there, so... He knows the quantity. God said that 
for that obedience, I have secured your own house for you. I don't know how he's going to do it. Whether someone is going to give money to build it or someone is going to dash me a house. But what I know is that he said he has secured it. I received Trazaco. So listen to me. Nothing happens by chance. Be careful. You see, some people say, why is that God is always blessing the men of God? Because the men of God are the ones who are practicing it. The men of God are the ones who are always practicing these same things we are teaching you. And of course, this week, I've actually gotten that same money back. Va Momo. It's a principle. I'm going to close here. Before we pray, I want to check your assimilation level. Now, what's the first proof or evidence of stature? Number one is faith level. Number two is prayer stamina. Number three, endurance. Number four, discernment. Number five, Number six, next week. All right. Rise up on your feet. We are going to pray hot prayers for five minutes. Linda, is that communion? It's ready? I'll get it out. Are you ready? You want to pray? We are still building. Today is day two. We are, this first two, three, Fridays, we are working on you first. The last three Fridays is going to be dealing with a lot of foundations. Hallelujah. You want to pray that Lord help me to increase my stature in you. Lift your voice and begin to pray.